I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TakeCast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, I'm joined by my buddy, Brian Hooper, for, of course, uh, quite a wide-ranging conversation about uh, digital autonomous organizations, the state of crypto. But really, we, we started with this one idea in mind, which was, why is there such an inflection point of people hating crypto right now and maybe you hate crypto i'd be surprised if you are still listening to this show if you are a hater but of course we we welcome all types here at the take cast and uh, as always great time chatting with brian if you want a little bit more of this show you can get bonus episodes on patreon.com slash or if you just want to support you can leave a rating or review on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts now let's go ahead and get into the show all right, everyone, welcoming back into the show, one Mr. Brian Hooper. You know him better as Brick75. Um, in this show, he's going to give you all the answers to the test. He's going to show you, he's going to say exactly what you need to be doing in DFS. He's going to give away the code to all of his models. Uh, no, no, that's not happening. We probably won't talk about DFS at all um, because, Brian, you, you've become my go to let's complain about what's going on in crypto buddy because you actually i think are very similar to me in that you like crypto but you feel that there are just a shit ton of bad actors in the space but also bad actors you know against crypto right like a lot of the anti-crypto people are also very bad faith and what what i find largely missing in the cryptocurrency space as a whole are people who are willing to be like bitcoin's not perfect that's okay Ethereum's not perfect. That's also okay. But also legacy finance is bad without without having uh, you know, without wearing a jersey for whichever team you're on. I just feel I feel like that is there are some people who are very good at it. Um, you know, Kobe, uh up only. I think he's an example of a guy who's really good at it, but I don't think that's most people's experience with people in crypto. Yeah, that that's a reasonable take. Uh, so like, I don't know why you expect that in the world we're living in right now, some sort of, uh, you know, reasonable where you can see both sides type of angle. Everyone's so polarized that, um, correct. You can't like get, I, I had my first, uh, real world Bitcoin maxi, uh, experience a couple of weeks ago. I was talked about it on, on the podcast with Pete and we got in like, it was at a bar. So I was a bit toasty. 
and it got a little heated. But I've never met a Bitcoin Maxi in real life. Have you? Neither have I. Uh, I mean, one of my best friends in real life is a Bitcoin Maxi. Um, but like, you know, I've known him my my whole life and everything. Mm, so and so we count. can. Well, yeah, like I've never I in the wild, I've never met someone who is who who would be a Bitcoin Maxi. It was super annoying. I didn't think yeah. it would be. Oh, yeah. 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 It's I mean, it's like like, dude, I own plenty of Bitcoin. I love Bitcoin, but like everything, not everything in the world can be 100% decentralized. <laughs> People don't want that. I mean, really, at the end of the day, the, the thing is, is that uh, especially in our, our digital lives, um, people are so stupid that if things were truly decentralized, you just have a bunch of people who were lost at, at all times. Like it would be such a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, and he's in a bar owned by somebody drinking a beer owned by a huge company paying with a, a card, a credit, a huge, a credit card yeah. from a huge company f- through his bank through a huge, you know I mean? It's like, it, it, I love, we're, we're going to talk about tonight on the show. Actually, we're going to talk about, we're going to try to build a DAO like live on air. Okay. Uh, if this guy uh, who, who, who runs super DAOs is going to show up, he was confirmed, but he hasn't confirmed for me. Anyways, that's side note. But the, the thing with like DAOs in this, the whole decentralized thing, like I'm down, I'm down maxis. I am down for it. Although they probably wouldn't like DAOs too much because that's going to be usually on the Ethereum uh, chain or a smart contract chain, but it's hard. Like, how do you run like the sport, a sports book is the perfect example in our industry that everyone talks about. We need this crypto solution of a decentralized sports book so we can just get rid of the government. We can get rid of these, you know, duopolies or whatever of of books limiting us. It's like I'm down. You know, point me point me to the book and I'll put some money on there. But it's a lot harder to run these things and write all this smart code that needs to be dynamic over years. Um, and keep it going without some, you know, person at the head making some tough decisions and, and hiring yep. and firing. It's hard to run a company. And so like, that's something, you know, I'm going to be talking about tonight and I'm interested in, like, I'm down for a lot of these kind of, uh, you know, extreme crypto ideas, it's just they're hard to pull off. I mean, that is, that's one of the things that um, Andy talks about on, on Club Top Shot. And he's talked about that on, on, on this show before, and he tweets about it all the time. Like the amount of work that goes into a DAO is so underestimated by the people who launch the DAOs and by the, the ETH bros, right? The ETH bros are down to start a DAO for anything and doing, I mean, uh, certainly I would not be an expert in this, but just all of the things really the, the function of a DAO um, in like, you know, we talk about the difference between doing things in real life and doing things in a philosophy cast, like a DAO should be used to like vote for governors is, is a way better way for them to function. Because if you were to really use a token governance vote, like for example, the, the DAO that I would be, if it really launched in a way that you could do, I would spend my hard earned, not at all hard earned, my very luckily earned Ethereum buying into a DAO to own an English Premier League team or or even even a, a, a fourth tier team, right? So so they want to buy some club that's worth like $50 million and they want to bring in players and coaches and everything. I would spend money on that and I would be hella down for it. 
but and and even that is a hierarchy that exists it's very clear you're not you're not reinventing the wheel you know exactly who you need to hire you got to buy players you got to get the uniforms you got to get sponsors you got to do all this shit and a group tried to do it and it basically fell through because it's just so hard the, the, i mean the problem there is you got to well you have to fundraise obviously that's another good thing solution a Dow kind of does is trans like transparent fundraising that's pretty useful yeah but like once you do your your Dow for your team let's say that you're gonna buy you basically need to hire somebody and you vote on who you're gonna hire that's kind of how I picture it like okay yeah. we we want Ryan Pace to run the Bears for some yeah. reason right sure and then everyone you know hopefully you know 50 percent of the people do not agree on that and then he doesn't get hired and I was thinking about this me and you both, we both have our, uh, I don't know, problems or skepticism. I'm not sure the right word of just democracy in general. And um, I was thinking like, wouldn't you rather, like, who would you rather have a Dow of, I don't know, you know, 500,000 people fundraising for a premier league team, or let's say NBA or just hire Bob Volgaris, right? Like I would, I, I would rather have Bob. Volgaris. I'd rather have Bob. Yeah. Right. So like, I'm not even sure it would be fun but I don't think it would like produce great sports teams. <laughs> you know, this is kind of an aside, but I don't well, think it's, it would it's very unlikely you'd find, uh, uh, you know, to, let's say, let's say a hundred thousand people or 20,000 people, 20,000 people buying this out. It's very unlikely that you'd find 20,000 people who were like philosophically aligned and how the sport should be played and the type of players you should shine and the coach you'd want. And, oh, we want this guy for the front office. No, we want this guy for the front office. And, I mean, that's like we know that in sports anyways. Like the teams that do the best are the teams that are aligned philosophically, owner, GM, head coach, right? Patriots, Warriors, uh, you know, uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets, right? The Brooklyn Nets there, they're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to become the superstar destination. Everyone signs on. They get it done. And, like, I mean, just uh, this, we're so far into the minutia of it. But, like, imagine – trying to make the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, uh, you know, clandestine meeting shit happening when you're running a doubt, you, you'd never do it. Couldn't be done. No. Yeah. And, and you, we are in the minutiae. So like kind of the bring it back to the original concept of the haters on both sides is like, uh, this is another thing is like when we first started getting, I mean, uh, this is, this is how I felt. I'm, I'm assuming probably the same for you and most people. Is like we were like, what? Oh my God, this is so cool. Think of the possibilities. Yeah. And now we're getting into the possibilities, the possibilities. finally. Yeah. And then everyone hates it. <laughs> it's like, why, why did why did you get in this? Well, I don't I don't hate all of it. Um, I like and uh, it's so it's interesting now that the now that the token has cratered, people hate looks rare, right? So people mm -hmm. hate it. They're like, oh, I, I I bought this bag, I'm getting dumped on by these influencers, and it's like how the fuck did you think something like this was going to work? Someone has got to be rewarded for building the thing because this is like the fundamental argument of capitalism, um, which is why like this system that shits on so many people is the dominant economic system, which is that you have to, you have to incentivize people for building things. Um, so like the, the builders have got to get paid somehow. And I guess maybe, um, Maybe it could be written into the contract that like the the founders of the DAO get X, Y, you know, X percent of the proceeds so that there's not a dumping of the token or whatever. Um, I certainly am not a genius in tokenomics, but that that I, you know, that would maybe seem to be a way that it could function better. I, I don't know.
I mean, it, again, we're now we're getting into to like the nitty nitty gritty, but like the haters, so like the maxis will go, okay, these things are fake. It's not de- to completely decentralized. Decentralized, it sucks. It's like, wasn't this something we were all into when we first got into it? And then just the guys who will never stop and say crypto's a fraud. It's like, well, now we have some real life things that you should be able to wrap your head around, and they still don't care. They still go, no, you're pumping. You're just doing this because you want to pump your backs. You're, yes. you know, that, that's all. That, that, it's like, it's the same old story. And it's like, okay, it's been, it's been a decade. No, it doesn't matter. Okay. Now we have these new things that people are coming up with. Like you can almost, you could buy a sports team. Like you can wrap your head around that. Right. I mean, they did, they were going to buy the, this, this group of this, this, this Dow consortium was going to buy uh, Bradford city, which is a third tier English mm-hmm. soccer team. And they had it, it was lined up, it was going to happen. And then the guy who owned the team said, actually, I don't want to sell to you. I, I actually, I actually would don't, I, you know, I don't remember out of the exact specifics of it, but basically it was like the sale fell through and they said, you can't do that or we're not going to do this. But I mean, that is fucking crazy, right? Like to, to think that, because you're right. I mean, five years ago, even, even, it, even if you go back to the ICO stuff, um, which was, uh, I mean, some of it was a scam. Some of it wasn't the same way like crazy IPO stuff is in the real mm. world. Yeah, or not, which I guess maybe that's the biggest difference is that crypto stuff is the real world now. Like they're like big money, big institutions, traditional institutions are all starting to examine what cryptocurrency can do for them. Mm-hmm. It, it, good, fine. Let them do it. Let's let's have it. I'm only afraid of, you know, what the regulation and what could come from that. Like, um, but as long as these big boys want to get in, fine. But like, I mean, at what point do the um, do the I don't know what the, just the pure cryptos of fraud guys like give in? Never. Is it? It's almost Never. like a, it's almost like a religion in itself. Like how they call Bitcoiners a cult. It's almost like a cult to hate it too. It's like you could bring down, you know, the the Bitcoin Jesus and tell them, no, this is actually a good thing. And they do like, no, that's Satan. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) no, the people, the people who have aligned themselves as no coiners, you know, the, the, uh, the United States federal reserve could, could purchase a million bitcoins and, and, and be like, this is legal tender. You can buy your coffee with it. Right. Cause that was the old argument. The old argument was it's not money. You can't use it. Well, I could go to Starbucks right now, use moon pay, use strike. And I could buy my coffee with Starbucks. I, sometimes I do it just to say I can, right? Just because every once in a while, you'll get one of those people that yeah. say it's not money. Um, so every once in a while, because like, uh, you know, I have my my recurring buy or whatever. So I have Bitcoin that's not in my hard wallet. And every once in a while, I'll just do it just to say, just to say that I'll do it. Um, but you should, uh, you should meme that up somehow. And then just, that's your response to like, every time Kevin Cole trolls you, just like, throw that at him somehow. But they, but they don't care, but they would say, and I think rightfully, um, like, for example, Kevin Cole, he is like a, a overall smart guy, a guy I respect, but he's just dug in. And he, so so Kevin is an example of someone who might even know better, but, but the position will never change because the position has been taken. And of course, you know, he and Josh and those guys, like it, it, the same way that you and I 
would able to be like, well, clearly Bitcoin is not this miracle solution to all of the world's problems the way that the real crypto bros like the like what what does Peter McCormick say? You know, everything's good for Bitcoin. Well, like no, that's not true. Like you, you know, <laughs> like we and and uh, you know the. The, the the Bitcoin solves everything. Bitcoin solves poverty. It solves world hunger. It solves war. Like, no, no, it doesn't. It just it just provides Bitcoin. If it was used as a currency, would provide choke points. It would just make it much harder for governments to do some of the things without permission from the people. Right, and some of those things are really really bad. So like, it would it would it would I don't know. Solves a hard hard word to use, but like okay. So he's he's smart. Clearly, he you know he. He does a lot of things that 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 seem smart, but like when he argues with you, he's not like really arguing in good faith, at least. Like no, no, but 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 I don't hold I don't hold that against them. I am far, I am far past holding bad faith arguments um okay. against crypto people because because when when you've been entrenched up and what are you gonna do? Oh, Bitcoin's now that Bitcoin's worth sixty-five thousand dollars, I was wrong. Because if you're if you're first prior on all of it is that it's a house of cards. It doesn't matter what the momentary price is. It's just you're stating that at an indeterminate point in the future, it can all go away. And that is uh, that is an unprovable, like I can't say to a no-coiner, that's not true, because I, of course, can't prove that conclusively. Of course it could. It's the, This is the Peter Schiff argument. Peter Schiff, no, no, it doesn't matter if it goes to a billion. Yeah. It's still it's I'm right. It's it's still it's still complete fraud and has no value. Yeah. I mean, so like when Colt goes like uh, and, you you know, you get this a lot. You have because you have so many followers, I'm assuming. But like you're just you're just pamping your bags. You're just pumping up the coin. It's like, that's oh, not yeah, an, yeah. That's not an argument. I mean, OK, it's a bad. It's an ad hominem. It's a bad argument. It's they're just it's just, they're attacking you, not not um, not anything that's really has anything to do with Bitcoin. Because it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if you're the worst person on on earth. To in you say two plus two is four, right? Yeah. It's you're still right. It doesn't matter what your motivations are. Yeah, it's the it's the meme uh, heartbreaking. The 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 worst person on earth made a good point or a point you agree <laughs> with or whatever, right? Um, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just it's just clearly they're not they're he, he they're they're not arguing in good faith or they're not thinking clearly. Maybe they hate it so much at this point. You know what I think? It, I think part of this was Davis. Kind of this last this last week was they thought it was going down. They thought this is the one. Remember what when we went from sixty eight down to thirty one or whatever. Oh yeah. I think they were like, "Here we go, finally!" And then they got they got rugged, right? Because their they got, rug they is, got ru- is they got reverse rugged. <laughs> they got reverse rugged, and it's just like, "Damn it, this is another rugging. This is the third time in a year we thought we had them, right?" And they just they just couldn't take it. And yeah. then they're like, "Nope, nope, nope. You're just pamping your bags." This is all about you, but you're a bad person. And also too, it lets you get on your high horse. This is very common in society now where people can, you know, as long as they can point their finger at you, you know, in some way, it's like, no, I'm trying to help people here. I'm trying to steer people away from this bad investment. You're just pamping your bags, right? And they can feel good about it without yeah. a- actually, actually put it, providing a real strong argument against it. I think, I think most people who I, like chat with about this stuff. I think that it's mostly like memes to them and they don't really care. And it's just like, you know, for, from the perspective of someone who would interact with me, they'd be like, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency only exist to like these weird guys that I follow on Twitter. And it's not a real world thing and it can't help anyone. And it's all just a joke. And these guys are stupid. And so like, 
they engage with it in a way that's very surface level and it does it's it's literally just twitter jokes but um and then of course from our you know from my perspective it's like no this can actually change the world this is revolutionary and i don't get how you can't see that and so it's just two sides it's just two ships passing in the night is really it's just it's so it's such a fundamentally different perspective on what these things are that there's no way i could ever agree with a note like it like maybe maybe actually like um like a real no coiner like someone who's like a real no coiner is like actually this is like the downfall of empires and human society if this become honestly in a way i feel like i could actually agree with them more we would have more in common on like a philosophical debate because at least they understand the potential ideology like the 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 criticisms of bitcoin that uh that i i tend to i don't buy but i'm like at least from a philosophical perspective that's a legitimate argument are the people that's like if your bitcoin is ever worth one million dollars the world is so fucked like that <laughs> that that is the perspective that i actually am much more sympathetic to than this is all this is uh tulips or whatever well you could say the same thing about gold and right if gold's gold's a million dollars uh per ounce it's 1800 or whatever right now where there things could have probably went things probably really, went bad yeah. yeah and and you'd actually definitely would rather have gold in that scenario like because that sounds like like pure apocalypse type that's of, how, that sounds like the internet might be gone type the internet stuff. might not be working yeah but like i don't i'm not sure I, listen i agree with you there's definitely a lot of people like that but there's also people who are just bad actors and and also they'll, they'll be like contradictory too so like okay so it's all fake it's all you know, it's all bad. There's no real use for it. But then they'll also be like, oh, we need to stop giving Bitcoin to these truckers in Canada. It's like, okay, well, that can't be the same thing. Is that a real world use then? Is that a real world use to get around these websites and the government seizing money? Or is Bitcoin all fraud and has no real Man, use? do I fucking hate that Bitcoin has put myself in a position um to be to be philosophically aligned with these fucking and you, and you know i love it so yeah like 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 i totally agree with canadians who are like these guys should not have any money these guys are a net drain on society these guys suck what something bitcoin has taught me though is that like you know they could do this to stuff i care about too like Amer like the government could be like uh anyone who sends money to black lives matter uh like that money can't go through or uh if you wanted to fund uh you know some you know political action group that you know that's for like paying teachers or whatever more mm -hmm. and and they're like nope you can't do that which is a, a, a cause that i would be philosophically aligned with it's just it's it's bitcoin has taught me more about um the maliciousness of the powers that be for that power structure changing in either direction right so some yeah. of the changes in the power structure i'd be like fuck yeah like let's get rid of these loser truckers but you can't you can't play it both ways right it's like it's like only the causes that i agree with should should be allowed to prosper and all the ones that i disagree with should go away that i mean that that epiphany is the same one i had in 2016 which is why i'm no longer a progressive it was the exact exact same things it wasn't bitcoin though it was it was trump and I was like, oh, shit, maybe like because I was a big, huge Bernie bro. And then when Trump got elected, I was like kind of scared. I'm like, this guy's going to drop a nuke. You know, what's this guy going to do? The stock market's crashing. You know, obviously all that was ridiculous in hindsight. But like, that's honestly what wasn't, I thought. And wasn't I was like, that, well, wasn't that ridiculous in the end? Well, I think I think it kind of was. But I was no, like, dude, the January 6th shit is bad. You cannot have shit like that happening in a developed nation like that was bad. Like that's really bad. 
Well, it's not a nuke bad. I mean, not who knows, even, right? Not you even know, what if, what, so, so if the reporting on that stuff is accurate, uh-huh. it sounds like all the generals, I, everyone involved in the U.S. military was like, fuck Donald Trump, right? Yeah. But if, what if they weren't? What if they weren't? What if they were all like, this is good? Well, I'm not sure how good and noble a lot of those generals are. So I'm not. I'm, gonna... I'm not calling. I'm not calling anyone involved good or noble. I'm yeah. just saying from a top-down productive society where every member of that society has the ability to live a free and prosperous life. You do not want to be living in a society where there is even a threat of insurrection. Well, let, 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 well, let, let me let me get to the point where I was agreeing with you before we go there. Where where so like my idea. Well, the idea was okay. Let's just say Trump was evil incarnate right well then why would you want to give him bernie's platform right which is which is huge government now that he now he'll run it yeah. we didn't know at that time that the gov that the generals would defy him right sure. so we thought he's no this is commander-in-chief and now so now you want to give him 150 economy for which is healthcare. you want to give him whatever else bernie no, right. got passed? It, 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 for, for me that was a big logical uh contradiction that i that i couldn't grasp with yeah, and then from down sense. that road, then I started looking at like Mises and all these other like uh, economic philosophers and stuff like that. And like, oh, you know what? OK, you know, maybe maybe this doesn't make any sense. And this is the, it's the very same same principle here, which I wrote in my article about the that kind of the, the uh, governance coin idea I want to do, where it's it's like some old army saying I heard. I don't remember, but like just keep in mind that any weapon you invent now will be used against you in five years. It's the same principle. Sure. So. If you want to block the, the 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 trucker stuff, like you just said, that could happen to you. And same thing, same thing with healthcare. Yeah. Uh, listen, I I want everyone to have healthcare. Any reasonable person doesn't want grandma to go without healthcare, right? But that's not the point. The point is exactly what you were just saying. The Supreme Court just ruled too with COVID that under when Biden had his OSHA hundred employees more mandate to get vaccinated. They, they ruled that down, but they also ruled that if you're taking Medicare, hospitals are taking Medicare, they can't. They had to do the, they had to do the mandate because it's government funds. So that okay. now it's now it's in law in Supreme the Supreme Court. If they did eventually go health, you know, universal health care, which I don't I don't think they will, but if they did, yeah. that's the next thing they'll use against you. And then who knows going to be who who knows who's going to be in charge? Maybe it'll be worse than Trump. Like if you think Trump's the worst person ever, DeSantis or whatever his name is, is coming <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's all it's all. I mean you know I don't think anyone's going to argue that this is like a great time in uh, American politics where we have lots of good uh, you know choices and 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 whatnot. But yeah, I mean like look I I but it, what I'm saying is that I actually like hate this that that I've had this like realization like i, I know I, I love it. It, it it'd be like it's much better like i i someone someone right now listening to this is taking away like oh davis is for the the fucking dipshit truckers and i just wanted to be clear i'm not but also like that's just very clearly a use case of why bitcoin exists and why governments are uh afraid of it which is that yeah. they can't they can't stop you it is it is a perfect example and uh and I love what they're doing. Probably so. the probably, of course you do. Uh, uh, probably the the better example, the the example that would bring a tear to the lib's eye, is that it's uh, Bitcoin is being used in Afghanistan right now because they're 
you know, the transition government over there is freezing, well, and us. So, so they're, they're, uh, the United States is fucking with their money and the Afghani government is fucking with their money. And so people are using Bitcoin to like buy groceries and stuff right now. In Afghanistan. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know Argentina's going, going ham with Bitcoin from what I'm hearing. So, so what happened is that we, you know, a, a lot of the money is frozen there from us, from our pressure again, because we have, we have all the nukes and, and we, you know, we can tell the people, you know, don't, don't do this, um, you know, because of the petrodollar. And so as a result of all this money being frozen, they needed a way to move money around. And so they're all using, no, they're not all using Bitcoin, but it's like a real thing that's happening there. In Argentina or Venezuela? In Afghanistan. Oh, I, okay. I thought you were talking about, I was mentioned Argentina. I thought you were talking about that. No, Argentina, I think they're having high inflation. So a lot of Argentinians are uh, uh, moving over to Bitcoin too. In Venezuela, they've been doing it for a little while too. Um, oh, this is another thing I hate about Bitcoin. The fact that the, the Bitcoin bros love this El, Salva, this El Salvadorian <laughs> guy and he's terrible. He is a, yeah. He's a dick. I, I mean, he's not a dictator yet, but he wants to be, but he's good at Twitter and 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 use, yeah. using bitcoin so so everyone is is loves this guy and he's uh, clearly bad clearly yeah, we, not we, good i think we talked about this last time i was on yeah where but like out like I, I brought up the chilean president pinochet uh or dictator he was and he sent some of his students to the university of chicago and they you know back at that time yeah, were yeah. a big free market uh school with you know milton friedman and thomas soul blah 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 and then when they went back, they implemented some of those programs, which eventually led to his downfall and the most successful uh, country in South America. So like he could be screwing up, like, you know what I mean? He could be a bad guy. You can say like, this is good. This is good for freedom for those people, even. And he's a bad guy. I think you could say both things at the same time there. But yeah, anyone saying like, no, this guy's great. Uh, that's a little that's extreme. That's that's called like you just love Bitcoin a little too much there, pal. Right, which is you know, and they you know, no one wants to hear that, but it uh, it is what it is. So, what I really wanted to talk about today, though, is mm. this feels like, I mean, as as for as far as I can remember, some people have been like, I don't like Bitcoin, I don't like whatever this is, but it doesn't need to like consume me. But it feels like hating cryptocurrency and and more specifically hating NFTs is like becoming like a personality trait for some people, especially online, like their whole thing is like NFTs are stupid. And uh, I, I have some of my own ideas, but I'm wondering what your thoughts on that are. I mean, I kind of went over it earlier. It's like, I, I could get, I could get, this is what I was arguing with the Bitcoin Max guy at the bar was like, I can understand why you think a baseball, someone selling a baseball card for $5 million is the dumbest thing you've ever heard of. Or someone buying a Jackson Pollock for, millions of dollars is the dumbest thing you've ever heard of. I could under, I could get wrapped my head around that, but to like deny that that is something that's happened. Baseball cards for over a hundred years, art for millennia um, is just ignorant. And so like, I, I mean, we're not there yet with NFTs, but in my mind, it's clearly just a, uh, well, w when you don't do the, the Dow stuff in the government, it's clearly just a collectible art, digitized in a economy yeah and so it's like why would you get why would you get so so like upset over it like who cares 
if someone wants to spend, uh, you know, $50,000 on a Picasso where he, you know, he used to, he used to doodle on a, uh, a napkin and then he would and pay like his, pay his bill. It, yeah. Right. It's like, okay. I don't think that should be worth anything. Clearly he didn't put any time into it. He does not get, he was just being cheap. It's kind of cool, I guess. But like, yeah. if someone wants to pay 50 grand or 500 grand for that, I think you're, I think you're crazy, but it's, you know, and that's not like producing something good for society. Right. Sure. Um, but Hey, have at it. It's your money. Yeah. I mean, that is, uh, and to me, that is an example of the, the, um, you know, the, the Bitcoin bros who are big Mises guys or, or libertarians or whatever. That's an example of either them not understanding it or, or a flaw in the philosophy. I, I can't say I am like a big expert on, on, I've read some of his stuff. It's very dry. Um, but like, you know, in that concept, people should just be able to do whatever they want with, with their money, with no. Yeah, it's value subjective is the, like the Misesian concept there. And can I, and let me, let me add with this Maxi guy at the bar too. He, so so Safadine, uh, uh, what's his last name? Safadine Amus. Amus, of course, was his uh, go-to reference. And he called himself he, that he was into Austrian economics. He didn't know who Mises was. He didn't follow, he doesn't follow any of the modern day, um, Austrian economists at all. Like I asked him, and it well, was like, Sof- like Sofadine is is an Austrian. Yes, yeah, so that, but that that's all he read. It was the Bitcoin standard. So, so all, my point is, all I'm trying to say is where you say like a lot of these Bitcoin bros claim that they're like Mises disciples. They just read Bitcoin standard and then just regurgitate like a couple chapters from there. I don't think they're diving deep into libertarian philosophy. Which is, I mean. It's very painful for me to say it because I think Safadine's political opinions are some of like the worst in the history of the world. But um, that book is very good. It, 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 I mean, it is a very, it's, it's, it's the, I mean, some of the stuff, some of his takes are like unbelievably bad. Like, uh, like music is worse today because of money. It's like, no, it's just, you just don't like rap music or whatever, but it is like a, a an, an, an interesting history of money. The, I, I recently had this thought, which is that very rightly, a lot of these, you know, blue check libs will make the point that the New York Times and the Washington Post are bad and are, you know, uh, it's, it's just a mouthpiece for the elites. Uh, you know, they everyone makes fun of the articles that come out about like, oh, this person shows you how to uh, live on a budget and turns out their college got paid for by their parents and their parents bought them a house or whatever. So they, they will very rightfully point out that these articles and these writers are bad and privileged and entitled. And then they'll be like, oh yeah, NFTs are bad. And they use all the environment, they use all this energy because the New York Times told me they did. And it's like, <laughs> how the fuck do you not see that it's you're getting manipulated. It's just that you happen. To, it's it's uh, the Michael Crichton thing that you told me about. It's like mm-hmm. I know everything about you know housing policy for the poor, so I know that they're bullshit. But I don't know anything about energy consumption or crypto, so this must be true. That that's totally true. Yeah, one thing I guess in the defense, because I do do that, I will send articles to people like like look, here's what your New York Times said. And, and the reason I do that though, is because like, that's based on your, like you have respect for those institutions. So like, I can't send you a piece from Mises.org because you don't care. Correct. So I, I, won't, find, I won't read it. If you said you won't, something- they won't, you won't read it. <laughs> yeah. bullshit. So like, I have to find something in Washington Post or New York Times and we go, okay, see like here, now can you at least take this with a grain, you know, like actually believe, believe some of this stuff. So like from that angle, 
definitely. I think I think you're giving them too much credit. I don't think there's that. I think it's I think it's more like uh, um, the 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 quote um, uh, when I'm in when I'm in power or when you're in power. I ask for freedom because that's according to your principles. When I'm in power, I take it away because that's according to my principles. So they'll use, they'll just use your principles against you when they don't mean it. So like when progressives will go like, hey, it's a free market, right? Start your own. You don't like it. You don't like these guys getting banned. Start your own Twitter, right? Yeah. They don't mean, they don't mean that. They don't mean like free companies should be able to do whatever they want at all. They're just using your principle against you. Yeah. They're so using, like, they're using the principle of, of, freedom to say this hey you you say this is what you want which is to be clear i'm totally with that right trump got banned from twitter and i'm like fuck yeah get this guy out of here you know <laughs> yeah which fine yeah i mean you could have think whatever you want but like but like that but that's not they don't actually believe in that because then like like a company will ban people that you like you're like no that's racist that's x that's why that's you shouldn't be able to do that right yeah. so they don't really believe it and then also when a company does do it and starts their own Twitter, they're immediately called white supremacist. You know, they're immediately shunned. Amazon cuts off their, their, their servers and stuff like that. So it's like, it, it's, it's all just using, it's all a power game. In my opinion, all this stuff is, it's a, it's not well, about I mean, really, democracy. really at the end of the day, one of the things that Bitcoin has taught me also is that no one really believes anything like, well, some people do, but a lot of people have no principles and don't really believe anything other than that of their own you know self-interest in the things that they like and that's really all that matters i mean no one <laughs> not not no one not yeah. no one that, i think that's kind of a good thing that we can kind of see that now where before you had nothing you had abc cbs you know nbc what your teachers told you in the newspaper and that was it and now that now that you have so many different options, you start seeing like, God, and when you get older and you start becoming an expert in certain fields, you see like, oh, my God, they're completely full of shit here, at least in this in this sector. And so, like, you start questioning a lot of this stuff. But also in that, it doesn't just mean that, no, everything's bad. Like the, the reason that you kind of triggered me, this one, my mom tells me, Brian, I just can't live where everyone, everyone, all these institutions don't believe anything. It's like, well, there are still some people you just have to search, search it out a little bit more. You know, maybe it's not on your Rachel Maddow Twitter feed. You know, maybe there's some other stuff. Maybe there's some other good information. And, and by the way, not everybody has to be perfect. Not every podcaster or influencer or whatever, intellectual or whatever you want to call them, has to be perfect on every issue. So like, I'm no longer progressive, but I like Jimmy Dore. He's good on war, right? He's, he's huge on um, universal healthcare. Like I just gave my reasons why I don't think we should go down that road. But like, I could still appreciate him. I could still, pre Joe Rogan is another example. Like, yeah, he's not perfect. He's a, he's a comedian UFC, bro. Uh, you don't have to like it, but like, what do you guys want out of these people? Like, no one is going to meet the standards. Didn't that he get seven, didn't he get like a bunch of episodes of his podcast taken off because he was being racist? Yeah, but he he chose he like chose to do that and apologize. Like I I I really do think it's like well he didn't he didn't choose he got bullied into doing it because he was getting a bunch of flack. I mean Joe Rogan's probably like half a billionaire. He he you can't bully him. Yeah, that's fair. I mean I I'm not a Rogan guy. I don't understand yeah. what people get out but, of it. But clearly I, people like his shit. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I you know honestly since he switched to Spotify I haven't listened to him. 
um because i just don't want to go and get the app and stuff like that i've only listened to a couple when he has somebody on i really like but um that was my point was I, I do like Joe Rogan, but my point wasn't to def- defend Joe Rogan. My point is like, okay, Lynn, who's good here? So like, there, like there is no, there is no. Yeah, and that's no it's ha- a it's like a lazy worldview, and I totally fall into this of being like, well, everyone, if you know, everyone's bad, so just like we can, you know, stop holding people to the like. If you just expect everyone to be bad, then most people will be bad. You know, I which is like a kind of a lazy worldview, which I certainly have been falling into recently just like yeah everyone's bad everyone's out to you know get get theirs or whatever and that's that's all that matters and i mean with the the rogan thing is reminding me of like his apology and then cnn goes and uses that apology against him so now he's admitted to it right like that's not how apology like like sam harris has this line of like there's only two ways to resolve an argument with words or with violence Right. I think there's kind of like a third, which is just like a separation, right? Like sure. a peaceful separation. And like you just don't talk at all. But like it if 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 someone apologizes and then you use that apology against them, like you're clearly there's never gonna be any words that can solve this disagreement. And like we're in such a polarized environment where me and you, like you can hate the truckers and I can like the truckers and stuff, like where we're getting to this point where like you can't have any sort of reasonable disagreement and words and apologies are w- wiped away and spit yeah. on what you guys expect. You, you like, you go like January 6th is a nuke. Like, I think that's laughable, but like, like, what do you expect? Like when no one can apologize, there's only two solutions here, words and violence. And you, you won't let the words matter. You won't even take an apology. Not you Davis. I'm saying like the grander you of like society, like, um, I mean, that's just like the thing that came to mind when we mentioned Rogan here. It's like, where, like, where are we headed here? I mean, that is, which is, uh, this is actually like a, a big, a Bitcoin take, which is just that, you know, society is decaying at like a rapid pace, which is signs of like, you know, like Weimar Republic type shit, which is like the downfall of nations, which is like, you better have Bitcoin because if nations are falling and the empire's crumbling, you're not going to want that empire's money, which um, you know, I mean, it's hard to say, right? Like I'm 29 years old. I have not lived through uh, enough life experience to say one way or the other, but certainly it feels bad. Like it feels like we are at like a uniquely bad time in human history, which, you know, other people will say is not true. And like, actually like a poor person in America actually is a way better life than like even like a middle-class person in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, South America or whatever. It's like the Steven Pinker better angels better natures of our uh, better angels of our nature yeah and like like basically we live better than like a king in the 1700s like yes which is like i think is i don't know i don't that argument is not persuasive to me in the slightest but some people really believe it i mean i i think it's uh, i mean i think you could have both of those thoughts like where you could be cautious about where we're headed you know like hopefully we don't have another war brewing here and um but you could but you could say like things are clearly much better since the 1700s <laughs> um on so many well like you matter. you could say you could say quality of life is better because you know we have microwaves and shit right but you could say that relative to where you would expect human advancement to be we're actually worse off than we should be which i think both of those things could be true i mean penicillin is a pretty pretty sweet thing you know yeah. dental care childbirth right like yeah 
Like, no, I, I, I see what you're, so I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I do wonder, I do wonder if that is uh, a cop out for the relative lack of like, like social justice advancements and healthcare and things like that for, for poor people. And just, just really the, the disappearing of the middle class in general in, um, you know, the, the concentration of wealth. Right. But we have different, we have different diagnoses for that. We have the complete opposite where you think it's because of capitalism. And I think it's because of the state involvement. So like, I don't excuse it, but I don't think it's because of capitalism. Like, I don't think we got from 1875 to 1975 because some fucking laws were passed. I think that's fucking completely dumb brainwashed from government schools. See, but you don't even, you don't even learn the way I think about the economy in you, you learn the way more pro-capitalist approach in American schools. Um, I, I mean, I don't think so. Like I was taught about like the, the, the stages of Marxism and stuff like that in high school. I had no read... fucking way does the average kid learn about Karl Marx in high school anymore. No, it wasn't much. It was just like one lesson from my, from my professor, but I did have to read, uh, Upton Sinclair's the jungle and give a report on that. Yeah. We had, to, we, had to read, we had to read the jungle. So you get I mean, he, like, he, he wrote that for a socialist newspaper. Yeah, you get okay. So you get you get uh, you get a, a you get small no, you little get no Milton Freeman. You get a small little ink, but but what I guess maybe my point would be is that you don't even need it because you are just all encompassingly in America taught from the time you are uh, you can even understand words about. I don't think so. I think the dominant cultural uh, ideal uh, ideology is, is progressivism. I think no you're so, socialized fucking way. I don't. Is, I don't 100 disagree with you very often, but this is not true. No way. Not, not your definition of progressivism, probably, but just that you can use the state because I think Republicans are progressives too. They're just progressives driving the speed limit, as Michael Malice says. So just that you should use the state for your moral hierarchy. That's how I think progressivism is. Anyone who th- let's throw the word progressivism out then, since that triggers you. But Pete, that you should use the state for X, Y, and Z, and it's all based on your hierarchy. These guys have a different hierarchy than these guys. Okay, well, that I, that I don't disagree with, but that's very different than what I'm talking about. Well, that's that's because you, you mean you don't have the same, uh, like, I don't think we live in a capitalist society, and we haven't for 100 years. So, like, we, we look at the world completely differently. So, like, we'd have to, like, check out, you know, get like a tote board and be like, here's what I think. No, we don't live, we don't live in 100% free markets, but we live far more in an economic system that is designed for the money to flow upward. Well, I mean, but that capitalism has nothing to do with that inherently. It has no, like, it has no value judgment to it. It's, it's purely just adults interacting freely without coercion and not hurting anyone else and if you do there's there's some sort of uh repercussions that that are there that's all that is that's all capitalism is but i mean i i mean i i don't i can't i can't quibble with the definition because whatever but i well well where you and i would disagree uh would be on who should be coerced and if it is uh morally morally ethical to coerce anyone and you would say no and i would say yes i mean not really i mean we might we might not the the the, it's kind of just the same thing we we were talking about with trump and whether and bernie and you know what would the outcome be like if because if you promised me like you press this button this 
this coercion button and yeah. everyone gets healthcare and it's great and, and, and it works and no one's denied it. And that's sure. like your perfect picture, perfect thing. I'm pressing that button. Right. But then, but then, you, but then you'd say the state is going to fuck it up because of X, Y, and Z. They do yeah. with everything. And I mean, this is what you started off with where you begrudgingly said, I hate being aligned with these truckers. Well, I'm not because, 100% perfect all the time. Well, I'm, either, you know, <laughs> we just went over this. I'm going to have, I'm going to have, I have, I have all sorts of holes and, and things that don't align that I think philosophically. Well, well sure. But, I, but I'm just saying like that point was a good one. I'm agreeing with you is, is uh, um, it like, if you could tell me that this program is going to work and then you, you know, you fly me to the future in yeah. a time and, machine and you show, and I go, Oh works. my God, you were right, Davis. Yeah. I come back and I press the button. I mean, like seven years ago, I was more progressive than most people you would know. And I had all the same UBI, the, 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 you know, artificial intelligence is going to come. I have all the same thing. It's not like I don't, I don't, the values no, I are think exactly you get it. I think you get it. I, I, I do not accuse you of not getting it. Um, you know what? I wonder if, I wonder if one of the, the core disagreements is about, uh, accepting the flaws in a status system versus accepting the flaws in an unstatus system right so like obviously there's all sorts of flaws uh you know the violence and crazy shit that would happen in a truly non-status system whereas like the it's the the flaws in a status system are like a little quieter and like more annoying like like just like bureaucracy and and you know all, all that shit and I, I would probably be more accepting of, well, I mean, I know I am more accepting of that than the contrary. Well, I mean, that's Thomas Sowell's lines. There are no solutions, only trade-offs. And so you could trade off a little state intervention for this and you get a little bit of that. But also it's tough to see what the world would look like the way you just des described it. Of course, I don't want to live in that where there's violence and stuff like that. And it's just quiet. The government's just quiet, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sure the people of like uh, Russia, if we get in this fucking war, I'm gonna be like, oh, that's just this quiet bomb that was dropped on my head with the right. people in Afghanistan or Syria or Iraq or Yemen or Somalia or all the fuck wars we're in. Um, it's not so quiet for them, right? Yeah. So the trade-offs are, are are huge. Um, but yes, it is you're right, it is about it is about trade-offs, but it's tough to see it. And, and but by, by the way, that's another thing I was saying, Davis, where everyone's progressive. Is because you're not you're not giving an alternative reality. You're not given a counterfactual. You're not given any ideas. Like, and it's by the very nature of it because they wouldn't. It's it's Chomsky's manufactured consent idea. Why would they hire someone like me at a public school? Someone who doesn't think there should be public schools, right? They would never hire me. They're only what's hire what's the what's the alternative? What's the alternative to public school? Well, what would the who knows what it would look like? Here, here's who knows what it would look like when you take billions of dollars out of the market that would go to schooling. But I guarantee this, um, no one knows what it would look like, but there'd be like the first billion dollar female teacher come up with some awesome idea. But here, how about this too? Like I always use this, this, this analogy. Why did Marty McFly go back in time and went to high school the exact suck, fucking same way I did? How come in every other sector since 1955, things have changed and improved, but schools are the exact same. And the only differences you could say is like, well, now they have iPads and shit. It's like, okay, well, schools didn't come up with those, right? 
They keep it the exact same way. It was a school system like, well, it's, based it's off the of path of Russian, Russian. It was based off of this Prussian general's idea of like making factory workers and 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 soldiers. Like if you look in the history of, of American public schooling, it's it's completely anti-liberal for a progressive idea. Uh, it's well, this would be my concern. Would be that I mean, maybe if you went back and rewrote human history, there'd be a way. I I would say if human history did go back, or even if we went back a hundred years, there'd be a way better way we could do it. That would serve way more people. And that idea probably would come from the private sector. But what I would say now is that if let's say, you know, we started dismantling public schools and replacing them with whatever this privatized idea is over the next 20 years, I guarantee it's a system that just exacerbates what already happens, which is that poor kids don't get a good education. There's no social mobility and and the rich get richer and and stay richer so maybe, it's you know maybe what that's I mean? the argument for for the trade-off is that's all public schools should be for is those groups that can't have that aren't don't have good private, private school that's it just for them that's all everyone else you're on your you're own on, you're on your own or school vouchers and school vouchers are you know people give think that's a libertarian idea it basically is but i think school vouchers would eventually turn into back into similar like public schools just because it'd be so heavily regulated like okay if you want the voucher system you have to do x y and z x y and z training and it would just we'd be back to square one but at least you'd get like 50 years of some innovation so who knows what would happen uh so i'd still probably be for it but i kind of agree with you on that point but again it wouldn't be because of private market innovation it would be because of government intervention yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I can't speak for everyone. My, my public school was pretty good. I, I, like, I think back and like, I learned a lot of, uh, valuable skills that I still use. Like, Did I, you? yeah, yeah. I had, I had, uh, I mean, I still remember, I mean, how many people remember their high school teachers, uh, 10 years out? I still, have well, you people... just graduated like two years ago. So you probably should. Dude, I'm them. almost, I'm almost 30. Like it's been, it's been 10 years and I still remember, um, you know, I still remember some of those people. And also, you know, another thing that I very much disagree with the Bitcoin bros about, well, not entirely, but which is like the public university system, public and private is like, they're like, oh, it's all, it's all shitty. And, and the, the provost makes too much and the administrators and tenure is bad. And mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't claim to have a huge opinion about that, but I also had uh, a 10 out of 10 experience at my public university, like loved my teachers, learned exactly what I wanted to learn, like use skills every single day that I learned there, like made important connections. Like it was a very good, and it's not that way for everyone, obviously, Mm -hmm. but like, I feel like I more or less got what I paid for out of my college experience. I went to public college as well, Northern Illinois. For me, high school was just like fun. I didn't learn anything. Like, I think I was done with most of my credits by junior year. So like I really coasted. Uh, yeah. grades significantly dropped senior year let me tell you um in college was just like a complete i don't know wasted i just needed that piece of paper that's it honestly if my mom wouldn't complain i probably wouldn't even want <laughs> i thought it was a complete waste of my time uh i think it's i think it's kind of detrimental to poor people I well say, yes lower, yes lower income i should say um yeah because you because uh, all it is is really just getting that piece of paper and then it's so they yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be paying my student loans off until the end of time. They'll never be paid off. Well, I mean, 
I'm saying like a lot of lower income people disproportionately don't go to college. Don't go. Yeah. So now that you make that the norm, well, now they're even at a bigger disadvantage. Free college. I would rather have college be like exclusive and specific and everyone else is get it. You know, you don't, you don't need it. I mean, a lot of that stuff at college, the first two years of college, that didn't upset you at all. They have to take the same classes you just took. You know what I mean? Like the first two years of requirements, you have to take, whatever, some English class. And, you know, I can't remember. Well, I went to, I went to to community college for two years before I went to, to K-State. So I still have to do a community college though. Right. But that was, it was like $3,000 a semester. Like it was like, it's a complete waste of time. I mean, I don't know. It's like, also, that's like a a portion of your life where you're like learning a, a lot about, you know, like who you are and you're getting those interactions and everything. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was, uh, maybe it was a waste of time and maybe what, what would you get on your ACT or SAT right now? Oh, I, I test really well. Like I'd score really high. Oh, I got, I got, uh, 28 with a 14 on the math. I got perfect on English and, and, um, reading. And what would you, and right now you'd get a 28. Yeah. Cause I'm not any better at math, but I'm just as good. You at, remember that stuff? I can't yeah. I'm, I'm just as, I'm just as good at reading and writing as I would have been then. Oh, wow. Okay. I think I would do pretty bad. Well, I, I read, I read and write every day. I mean, I, it's part, you know, it's part of my, I mean, I read every day as like a philosophical commitment to living and I write all the time for my job. So math you do, you do fine in. No, 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 I do, but I did bad the first time. Oh, okay. I got well, it. I got it. Isn't 30 perfect. No, no, thirty six is perfect. Thirty six, okay, that shows you. And how I, bad I, but I got a, I got a, I got a fourteen on the math the first time. Oh, all right. I'm really, I'm. It's a good, good, good career choice for me to go into fantasy sports. Been really bad at math. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't matter because like you can Google, you can Google these things anyways. That's what I do whenever I have a problem. I just no, and 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 so to your point, I mean, because of we we all have our smartphones with us at all times. Uh, like if 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 you told me that they're like I could. I could continue tomorrow with either a massive reimagination of American education and, and, and everyone would have to stick with it for 20 years, or we keep doing the system. I'm going with the massive reimagination. Yeah. I mean, in some cases, a lot of this stuff is button pushing where you're like, okay, if you're going to tell me it's going to be, it's going to be better, I'll press the button. But yeah, I mean, and also this is the same problem all the time. And I say it over and over again, but it's incentives and consequences. There are no, your incentives aren't the same, right? They're not there. They're not making a profit, even though, you know, a lot of progressives and communists think profit's evil. It is a very good incentive for how, uh, a very good process for how to um, administer resources. It's the best one we've ever had. And, re- and you know, if resources are precious or you're trying to run a business, that feedback mechanism is really important. And it's not, it's non-existent in the, a lot of these public institutions like the Pentagon and the cops and the school system. Like how many teachers, how many students should be there be? How many stu- students per teacher? How much should teachers be paid? How many teachers should we have? These questions can't be answered. It's just done at the bureaucratic level. They're guessing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and it's, and, and it's not their money. They don't care if it goes, if they, you know what that's I mean? True. If they lose money, that's why everything's so expensive when it gets, when it goes through the state, it's not their money. What do you care? It's like, there's two projects. One's 50 grand, one's 20 grand, but the 50 grand you like, it looks a little better. You like the guy eh, 50 grand. What, what do I care? It's not my money. I mean, I was on, I was on when I worked for the state, I was on some of these scoring committees 
And I'm telling you, the guy, like, I know these guys would have never paid that money in real life, but it was their project. And they're like, no, I like this one better than that one. It's like, I know you would never spend that money if it was your business, but they don't care. They'll open, yeah. up, they'll hire, they'll open up more floors. We, we would open up the whole floor in the Thompson Center, which is the government building downtown. Open a whole floor just because we had statutory authority to. We didn't need, we didn't need those jobs. We didn't, yeah. we didn't need to do, we didn't need to do half the shit we were doing, but like, and then, but jobs are currency in the political system. Now I can hand out a job to my allies, to union heads, to, to political teacher unions. Like they, they trade jobs like currency and do favors. And it's good. Cause I mean, politically, I don't think it's good for society, but that's how the game's played. It's a game of allies and enemies. Well, that is um, that is one of the the things that someone could rightfully point out as being bad about my political opinions, which is I'm like totally cool with state power in school. Like I I want teachers to be paid more. I want them to be, you know, public employees and and things like that. Uh, I'm I'm pro universal health care, but any dollar spent on the military i'm like fuck that no war don't want to pay for it never you know which like really it's 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 just it's it's a left arm and a right arm and and that is a trade-off that you make in having power of the state um specifically the military industrial complex that exists with the united states federal government you know must feel much different to to be uh, a leftist in like norway where you're like my tax dollars that I pay a shit ton of taxes in are going to, you know, all these things, all these things that I actually like, and we're not bombing, uh, you know, poor people across the ocean. I mean, for sure that that's, I mean, it's, it's probably the worst thing the government does. The wars, I think that's clearly the worst thing they do. I'm, I'm interested, like, how do you wrap your head around still, still wanting universal healthcare now after because- this epiphany? because the government will use that as a carrot my number one political belief is that the government should exist and serve the most poor and disadvantaged of its citizens and that that coincides with that belief so it sounded like you think DeSantis is worse than trump which is funny but let's just say i i don't know i don't know shit about him i just know that the the libs the libs really don't like him picture your worst nightmare trump times 10 now they're in charge of that yeah but i mean at at the end of the day as as we have pointed out the bureaucratic structures of the the government are such that i i don't even in four years could he even if if it existed in such a way like let's say so a, a much better example is not here but somewhere where it already exists right so uh you know uh uh trump Trump 2.0 takes over the Canadian government or the the uh, uh, Britain's government. It's so ingrained in how everything in the government works. Could they even revert it if they wanted to in 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 the time they have? I don't think they. I don't think they have to because okay, let's say it was in in effect right now. Yeah, they would have mandated every American get vaxxed. The Supreme Court would have confirmed that, and then we would have a trucker situation going on too. And then, they, and then, but the, the, same, but the, but the truckers then, are not going to get, and then they would say, and then they would say, we're going to, we're going to freeze your bank accounts too. And you know what, maybe we'll, maybe you won't get healthcare for five years. Maybe that'll be punishment. We'll, we'll start, we'll start giving out, you know, for someone who's in, you know, uh, sympathetic to criminal justice reform, maybe they go, Oh, if you're a felon, you don't get this anymore. Right. Think of all the ways they could use it against you. 
I mean, I, 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 but, but it's all about incentives and it's all about trade-offs and it's like, I don't know. I'm probably willing to make that trade-off. Okay. I mean, even, even though, look, that's shitty. That's a bad thing to say. Yeah. Right. Like, like uh, when you, when you really get into how all these things work, that's, that's like uncomfortable, but I think I'm probably good with that trade-off. Honestly, maybe I'm not, I don't know. Maybe I need to think about it more, but like, that is like my, my prior in all things with government is like, that's what it should exist. Like the government should exist to protect for the people that society does not protect naturally because they don't have the resources. Sure. But these are also, I mean, just trade-offs that are off the top of my head. There, there could be even more. Oh, I, I, you're they're, also, they're such you're a wormhole assuming, with all these things. You're also assuming that it would work as well as you would hope in a country of 380 million people, which I think is also questionable at sure. best. But so, our, our healthcare system is already really bad in the way, that's the way another, that it exists now. That's another thing. I think a big part of that is because government's involved in way too much in the insurance companies, way too much into the hospitals already, and they fuck it up. Like one of my bosses was had part of her, her departments was the insurance department at, at the state level. And when our governor lost, Quinn, who's Democrat, what happens is in the turnover, they just fire everybody basically in the ministry, like the higher ups. Cause they're all political operatives essentially. And so she knew she was going to get fired. She got a job with the Midwest insurance association two months before the, before the, the turnover in January, when the new governor comes in, it's just like immediately she got this job. Right. So there's a lot of incentive for her to be good to the insurance companies, right. To be good. This is regulatory capture to be good to the, to the, in, the right. industries we're supposed to be having checks and balances on, right? So, so like that you don't live in this free market uh, world, especially in things like healthcare. So is that, I mean, there, there, there are solutions both ways on that though. I mean, what, what, if, what if one of the things was, you know, public servants who serve above X level uh, don't, don't need, um, you know, outside stuff like that to stay wealthy after they're right. done. Yeah. It's that, those are interesting ideas. Like term limits is another one people throw out there. I think there needs to be consequences because there are incentives for them, but they're perverse, right? They're like, I just said, get a good job afterwards, right? And, and, and get your kids jobs, get into higher school, better schools, et cetera, et cetera. But there's not the incentives that you like the harder, you know, whatever, the harder you work, the more money you get or something like that. If you yeah. please the customer, they'll be coming back. Things like that. Yeah. Like they're the, the typical incentives. But even more nefarious is there's no consequences. Like the, the, the more degrees away from a consequence, the less incentive they have, the less reason they have to act in good faith. And so they're, they're very far away. And I, I told this story on, on my show when I was going to Florida a couple of weeks ago, I Googled quickest way to get to O'Hare, the airport. And in the article. It says there was a, a plan to, to go from downtown the loop to O'Hare on one train, right? And Daly started it. He spent $250 million on it. This is an article. He didn't finish it. They just built a big hole and they just filled, filled in the hole and ended the project. And there's just 250 million out the window. And it's like, yep. shouldn't he like have to pay that back or, or something, some, never, some, yeah, something. And so like, 
this is why my governance coin idea, I'm trying like, how can we make these guys have some sort of consequences? And like one idea you could do maybe is like, a, like, like a, you have another, another branch of the government at the state level where they're, they're reviewing everything that's happening and then doles out consequences, right? Like you, you can't run for office ever. Hey, sign, sign me up for that. This, this that sounds like a, a version of, of state politics that does what I, me and my idealist way does what it's supposed to do. Right. I mean, I think that's, it still has tons of flaws. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't want it. I don't want it to exist. I'd be more for benevolent dictatorship, honestly, like we've talked about before, but yeah. So like you have, I mean, of- that's, that's another one of those things. You press the button and you tell me the dictator will actually be benevolent. I don't know. Maybe you press I the button. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be fooled not to press the button, but, but no like one, you- but, but that feels even more fraught because there are no checks in that system. There are no consequences, you know? Well, yeah, but kind of, kind of because like they're, they have, they have kids that are going to be, <laughs> we're, we're talking Bonacus theory here. They're, they have kids. Uh, so like their time horizon is different than a politician whose time horizon is like two years or four years. So like theirs is a lifetime. So they want to keep that in power for, you know, for decades and then something for their kids. So like the incentives are a little bit different. Um, but, and also when you put benevolent in front of it, that's like a quick way of like consequences don't matter because the person's trying to be benevolent. And like with the issues with like, if you did a third branch of like a consequence, branch i don't know what you would call a, it a consequence <laughs> you have you have uh you know you still have people voting for it um there's um the, the, you know they'd have to fundraise and you have all the issues with that so like but like if you throw start throwing some of these guys in jail or worse like listen if you if you start a war and people die like you can't just say oops my bad yeah no i'm with you I'm with if you, you if you voted for that, you can't just say oops, my bad. If you sent if you sent thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people to jail for drugs, and then 20 years later you have a change of heart and then vote for for drug drug legalization, you should at least immediately resign when you sign that bill. At least. Hey, we are, we are, we are aligned on this. All of these things are, are things like I I'm down like Obama, Obama, it applies to the whole thing. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. I am just, I, I am stopping much shorter than you are. I'm just throwing my hands up and saying it's all fucking bad and there's no solutions. Well, no, I'm, I've, I've written an article on a, one solution. I just gave you another with the consequence. That, you I know think- what? That that really brings us full circle, which is that the blockchain and crypto are <laughs> so potential solutions to many. Bitcoin well, does fix this, it turns out. I mean, bit, the, like people would laugh, but Bitcoin does solve the problem of war if it was the dominant currency that a country used. You, I, you, it, could, not, you, could, not, you could not just uh, be fundraising for wars all the time. I know, I know we're running out of time, but I do want to say with this doubt. With I, this, I don't have anywhere to be. Oh, okay, good. Well, I thought, I thought you were trying to wrap up, but either way. No, this, no, no. With this Dow stuff, then maybe we could talk about it. I, I think this could turn, like, obviously I really like my idea. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, but like this, this Dow lobbying is kind of like an offshoot of that. So like, that's an idea we might, might try to do tonight. So you start like a Dow lobbying group, right? Uh, you, you know, you fundraise the same way Dow, you write all the bylaws into the code and you just hire one person to go and like hire lobbyists or whatever, something like that. And like, we were trying, like, since Pete lives in Boston, like try to get 
Boston legalize sports betting or try to just um, go to any state you can and try to get something like limiting illegal, something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Something to get enough incentive for people to donate to this DAO. But anyways, I think there could be like an arms race in like DAO lobbying. If it takes off, what do you, what do you think about that? Like, I think like it could be a new way to interact with the current legacy governance system as opposed to tear it all down, right? So you're well, saying, we you're need saying, a new third you're branch saying, of government. You're we, saying we, lobbying, we done, lobbying done via collective. Like, so instead of uh, the, the sports betting industry having lobbyists that actually like limiting and, and, and all that stuff, we have uh, like the, the old poker players alliance, right? Except it's done via governance. It's the sports betting, sports bettors alliance, and it's done via a governance token to raise funds for lobbyists exactly and it's exactly like the ppa but instead of, oh man i forgot his name the head of that uh John, I, I, I forgot his name too i've talked to him multiple times too sorry but uh yeah but not but what a problem with that was poker stars and got involved got involved and i think full tilt to some extent before they got totally shut down and so it was co-opted from you know very shortly after the beginning of it well that could still happen in a DAO because those come like big bodies How? are going to, because they have the money, they can buy all the tokens. Okay. Okay. That's, that's true. But I mean, honestly, is that the worst thing that you're, that they're giving us money? No, but tokens? <laughs> no, but it, so, so it's, it's, um, it's good for uh, the, the early investors to get their bags pumped, but it, you, you don't end up accomplishing. And by the way, you know, the, the, the sort of the, something the anti-corners are right about which is 90 to 95 percent of people in crypto don't give a shit about anything other than number go up they don't care about the ideology they don't care about decentralization they don't care about philosophy all they care about is number go up so number go up sports betting doubts you know uh, hashtag or dollar sign sports token or whatever we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna accomplish all these things and then DraftKings and FanDuel comes in with uh well, I'm Let's play it out further. Let's play it out further. Let's just okay. say, okay, we, we make a DAO tonight. Okay, we make a DAO. Two, two, two months from now, we raise 10 million, um, right? 10 million. DraftKings comes in, buys it all for 30 million. Okay. We go on our show that next night, start another DAO. Takes us five minutes. We got 30 million to invest. Here we go. Everyone, let's hop back on board. Well, that's, that's assuming- that's assuming that um, that we trust you to to take the thirty million and do well, that. No, it would be it would just be the, the the full start of a DAO again. It would just be everyone puts in however much they want. You you elect whoever you want. It doesn't have to be me. I don't want to do it anyways. Like you think I want to do that work? Um, but like we all vote on who is going to be the guy who hires the lobbyists, and then if they come by it again, all right, now we're at ninety million. Let's start it again. Like they're dumb. They'd be dumb to do it. Right? This is like, um, kind of like the arms race of it uh, I'm talking about. Yeah, but when you but when you um, when you take it to that level, right? So then we're we're talking about buyouts and like continuing and rolling the money over. Then that's a lot of trust. That's very trust based, right? Because when the when the, all the governance tokens get get bought up, that means that there's no one left to govern and there's nothing uniting all these people. Uh, what are we all in a Discord agreeing on this stuff? Well, they would. They would buy the, they would buy the tokens, and then you would just have cash, and who cares what happens to their tokens? So DraftKings buys our DAO. Who cares? Let them have it. 
Right, but what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that that makes all of uh, all of us DAO people richer, right? But it doesn't accomplish the goal of the DAO. Well, that's what I'm saying is eventually for them, it's a it's a it's a no win situation. They'd stop buying it. They yeah. realize we could start this DAO in five minutes, and we're just taking their money. Well, yes. So what I'm saying is that I think they'd only have to do it once and then they would short you guys out and no one would care anymore after they, after they, they got, but after they bought all the tokens, we just, we, we have the money and they have this worthless DAO. Yeah. But the, but, but so the DAO is worthless and you have the, you have the cash, but there's nothing saying you can't just pocket the cash. Well, whoever bought the tokens has the cash. So like, I, you know, I'm not going to buy all the tokens. And I then you, and then you go, you go from being an organization to just uh-huh. a bunch of rich people who, who probably care, <laughs> probably care way less. Right. Once you've already made the money, what do you need to, what do you need to fight for, <laughs> for uh, John, John Q six pack for? If that comes true, this is fantastic. Cause we're all going to be rich Davis, right? That's not going to happen. But even still, I seriously doubt it'll be everyone gets rich. But if that's the worst case scenario, then let's just start like ten dollars right now. <laughs> and uh, no, I, I I see your I see your point. Um, like, like we I, could start I, three dows. Like the, it, <laughs> we could we we could. But what what I'm saying is that sure, worst case scenario, everyone gets rich or whatever. Um, yeah. But what I'm saying is that as a predominant way for lobbying to work in this country it falls mm-hmm. short because most of the people only care about number go up once number goes up they don't care about the cause anymore i mean there's a gofundme right the the truckers raised 10 million then they shut that down they raised 9 million on the give send go plus the bitcoin that they've raised i mean and there's how many countless causes people are willing to give money for like i i i don't know i think hyper specific dow lobbying is in is in the cards. I think that's definitely something we could see. Yeah, that feels that feels possible to me. Yeah, that's one. That's a, that's all I'm saying. And I'm not sure I I I love it or hate it. I don't know how that would turn out. But at least like let's wrap our heads around it and think about it. Like I think like um, you know there's some there's some good stuff you could do. Um, using the legacy, like interacting with what what do we have here? Well, we got this this representative yeah. republic. And it's got all these flaws, but like, okay, we have to deal with it in real world. And, you know, if you want to have sports books where you're not getting limited all the time, well, then maybe we should try this. Like, maybe we should play the fucking the no coiners would absolutely hate if this worked on anything. (laughs) They would really hate this. Like, this would be one of the top things that no coiners would hate. If, if you actually interact with the state and succeed in some way, yeah. Yes, it would be, it would, it would, it would be unbelievably triggering because then, uh, you know, then the argument becomes, oh, well, these no good crypto bros are hacking the system and it's bad and we got to shut yeah. their coins down. Right. I mean, that's their default assumption. Everything, everything we're interested in or do is, is, is nefarious. Is nefarious. And, yeah. And just that's for literally us, the word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything we do is that. And so like, there's nothing you, cause they won't, they won't, they won't, um, um, you know, argue with you or talk with you on, uh, you know, a, with a good faith effort. There's just no point. But th- this is kind of the whole idea behind my governance token is like, we just need an, like the broader speaking of how to interact with government through crypto. Just pay these people off. Like just, there's a whole bunch of people who don't give a shit about government. They don't care about it. Most people, most, most people. Don't. And if you just give them a little bit of incentive, a little bit of coin, a little bit of cash. Yeah. 
they'll vote. They'll they'll and they and they're like, okay, what do I have to vote for? The pro crypto stuff. Okay, like they don't care. And yeah. so like all these no coiners, all these ex, you know extremists on both sides, their voices are irrelevant. And then if the legislators have consequences, which in my plan would be they lose their like five five k a month that they get from this DAO from this yeah. this this whole system that we build. Well, they're like, why, why would I do that? I get a lifetime this. I'm not voting for your, your arms bill. Like right. I'm getting, I'm, I'm like, I'm already set. Thanks. Like, like AOC would be a perfect example. So like, she wouldn't have to compromise, right? She'd be this broke bartender who gets elected and now she's guaranteed money forever. She doesn't have to compromise. You know what I'm saying? AOC, like, she, people, people hate her. She's the best dude. <laughs> I know you, I I was thinking after our last talk and I asked you who your favorite leftist was and you said AOC. I'm like, she is one of the, I mean, people will, will say I'm full of shit. People really hate her. But my, my take would be is she's just a politician that I evaluate as actually believing her like in her platform and like actually thinks that they're good ideas and actually cares about them. And I don't know. It's not like I follow her. It's not like I'm fucking checking her voting record, like, you know, my sports teams or whatever. Mm. Uh, and I'm sure she's like someone who's going to be like, actually, Davis, she right. takes she she takes money from X, Y and Z, yeah. whatever. You know, she didn't I, vote with this on this and this, which she yeah, didn't, which I'm, I'm sure I'm sure whatever. Yeah, I she's net good to me. That's my but, take. Leave, leaving it, leaving like just leave, just the idea of AOC, I'm saying, like leaving yes. out the actual. Yeah, yeah. Like someone like that who you, you like, or someone like who I would like, like, uh, you know, some, some hardcore libertarian. Yeah. Um, they don't have to be, they don't have to be worried about. They, they don't have to, they don't have to play the game. Right. Which is what, which is what, what we don't like about these politicians. Right. So we'd be saying, oh, you know, I don't like that. Uh, AOC voted for this. You don't like that. Um, you know, some white guy with uh, salt and pepper hair, voted for this because he needed to trade votes to get this thing done that he really cares about this this eliminates the need for all of that right right and but conversely kind of that that hyper that that, that hyper uh, specific dow lobbying is the opposite of that kind of because now you're like targeting guys like please vote for our no one cares about topic thing. on sports betting thing yeah. xyz and so now it's like even more now now how are those votes going to change It'll be interesting to see. Um, I mean, I really, I think the whole, you got to like give someone cash, <laughs> like somehow Probably, yeah. to really incentivize them and then have some sort of consequences. But like, I mean, a Dow lobbying is not, I like, I, I hopefully, I don't know what we're going to pick tonight. If this guy shows up, he hasn't DM me, but um, I'm hoping it kind of, now I'm starting after this conversation, I'm hoping we do just a fun little lobbying group. Right. Yeah. So everyone put, put pitching a little bit. You hire somebody to be a lobbyist and it's like, all right, go, go cause trouble. Right. Um, okay. So let's, let's, um, let's end here. What do you see being sort of the dominant storylines in crypto the next year or so? Right. So like right now it's, it's NFTs. Uh, it's, it's the energy consumption, right. Um, you know, it's for Bitcoin people, it's the lightning network. What, what do you kind of see? as sort of this next evolution as people try to build real world shit you okay like you put the real world shit there at the end so that might change my yeah my, yeah, my mean, initial my initial reaction was the uh inflate uh, inflation the fed in the stock market because we're still too correlated 
with the stock market in our dream of you know, being anti-correlated with inflation in the stock yeah, market. has not happened. It's not, has not happened. I think that, I think the R has gone down. I would like to see, uh, I know there's a Twitter that follows that. I can't remember it, but was that like 0.6 something last I looked? I bet it's a little bit lower than that. I bet it's like 0.5 range. Not, not great, but like, sure. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. And because it, it's, it screws everything else up because if we dropped 20,000 or something, then the innovation, like the people aren't as you know, like, and everyone gets skeptical again. You know, so like, I wish there was some stability there. Like, even if it stayed at like 45 for a year or something like that, like, you know, I want all the money, but like, if, if we can get the reason I got into Bitcoin, I just, you know, you could see all the possibilities. We don't need Visa MasterCard. Wait, we don't need Chase Bank. Holy cow. And it's like, wait a second, smart contracts. What can we do with it? Like that stuff is really exciting. That was really exciting to me and why I'm like, I'm never, I'm just never selling. You know, I'm like my, my, my ex-wife's dad was like, you're still not selling, you know, <laughs> like he's this politician. He's like, oh, okay, fine, fine. You know, and I'm like, no, I'm never, I'm never selling, never, ever, ever selling, you know? And it was easier to be a maxi back then because there's no, there was nothing else, right? There was not, it was just really yeah. just Bitcoin and, and some shit coins in, in the start of Ethereum. So like, I hope that stabilizes somehow. And then we could see uh DAOs and nfts kind of take off and kind of mix too because you could do more than just some some drawing like there's a lot cooler shit we could still do with this stuff and i wish they could figure out a way to drop the the gas fees obviously what do you think about that well all that you know the eth maxis would tell you eth 2.0 is coming and the btc maxis would tell you eth 2.0 has been coming for like five years and it's probably not going to happen um you know, I, I, I think uh, for Ethereum to ever be anything other than us all playing around on the internet and to actually be a platform that can be used by anyone, by, by non, uh, you know, mostly white, mostly male, mostly coming from wealth already type people, gas fees are like the number one thing that needs to be solved, which is was a problem with Bitcoin, right? Used to be a big problem with Bitcoin. It's not a problem anymore. Very cheap, very easy, very fast to do transactions via Bitcoin, um, which is something that uh, I don't think they get enough credit for, actually. Like, I think like the the conversation about Bitcoin largely doesn't focus on how easy Bitcoin transactions are now. So that's uh, that's definitely something. But at the same time, Bitcoin has amongst people like us kind of uh an image problem of like it's a it's boomer coin it doesn't do anything you can't do anything with it you can't you can't uh yield farm stable coins you can't you can't buy uh expensive pictures of monkeys you know you can't um <laughs> uh you can't do a dow with bitcoin and like i i mean uh, a maxi would say that that's all bells and whistles that's all extraneous and it doesn't solve the actual problem that we have, which is that our money is not sound, our money is not hard. And, uh, you know, the ETH maxis would say, bro, no one fucking cares about that shit, you nerd. People want to people wanna make money and they want to uh, flex their pictures of monkeys. Don't you, I mean, I think as long as we can exchange these things easily, which we can, who cares? Like if there's five awesome chains. Well, and, and the thing is, is every time there's a layer two solution, it works until people start using it and then it breaks, yeah. right? Solana, Solana breaks. I think Matic mostly works, but like people don't really use it. Right. Um, I know that 
it, it, it's not, I don't know anything about it, but people who are way smarter and way richer than me love Luna. I don't have, I have no thoughts on it at all, but that's one of the, the layer twos um, that people really like. On Polk's podcast, uh, I think it was with Cole South. If you were in a coma, they had this question, you get your coma 10 years, what do you, you got to put all your crypto into one coin. You wake up 10 years from now, what, what's the coin? Did, what what did they say? I I think they both ended up saying Bitcoin, but I think uh, I think Polk started with Ethan and changed his mind to Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm Bitcoin hands now. I don't even have to think about it. Um, yeah, I, th- I think so too. The 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 because and we haven't talked about. That. I'm surprised this has never come up when we've done a show together. But there is this massive game theory thing with Bitcoin, where if one government starts getting it for whatever reason, right? So so there was like a little bit of talk this last week about Russia. Uh, you know, yeah. buying it, uh, treating it as tender or whatever. Well, you sure as fuck can't be the government left with no Bitcoin, right? Because of uh, because of even the point zero 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 six percent tail case of needing it, you can't be the government that doesn't have it. And then and then this this race would just skyrocket the price. Is the thesis that that, that is a that is a thesis that I get from a philosophy class sense have a very hard time seeing it happen in real life but that is a big uh bitcoin maxi position which is that the eventual end game of all of this well some people think the eventual end game of all of it is bitcoin being the world reserve currency and like bro we're so early there's not even enough for everyone in the world to have a million sats <laughs> uh that's like that's like the mega bull case but like the regular bitcoin maxi bull case is governments are going to need to start to have some of this and that will make the price go parabolic you know as pessimistic on the short term of kind of where we are in the country like you know polarizing the world really i'm the i'm optimistic on on crypto i mean uh i think the i think these things are really interesting and cool and uh so hopefully we could hold this ship together long enough to where it's the most interesting thing about the world right now. Yeah. Crypto is, I think. If I think if you're starting a business and like, like if any business, like if I got involved with anyone's business, like I would be like, there has you got to, you got to do, you got to do something. There's got to be some element. It's got to be some. You got to. It's got to be Web three. It's you got to be a DAO. You got to be a. Uh, you got to do something because something. just just starting a traditional, yeah. uh, you know, uh, even like specifically a web related. You know, obviously if you're starting a sandwich shop, you know, start your sandwich shop. You don't even need a sandwich social. shop. Even a sandwich shop. Like, you, like you need you need to have our our uh, our sandwich token. Um, and if you have or, the sandwich token, you get a free sandwich a month, or, or whatever. just be a part of like the Grubhub token, like where. Bales was talking about where there's just like this token that knows that you shut that you eat at all these places. So you oh, I would uh, I would buy like if um, uh, so DoorDash bought or not uh, Uber bought Postmates and if there was a Postmates NFT that like let me get like rewards or like free delivery yeah. or whatever, I would buy that token. Yeah, that, yeah, like uh, even the sandwich shop, man. Well, anyways, if I'm involved in it, <laughs> if I'm involved in it, like. It's got to be something like that. Because otherwise, first of all, I'd probably be insufferable because on every conference call, I'd be like, you guys, what'd you guys buy today? Did you guys yeah. get it? <laughs> yeah. Did you guys buy the adventurous aardvarks today? Did you hear about the penguins, man? You think they got rugged? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I do. Uh, I Okay, last thing. All right. Fucking NFT people suck though, dude. Like I do, <laughs> I do, I do completely get 
the normie perspective of these people are so obnoxious and so annoying. Like the average NFT, it, it honestly makes me want to not have an NFT avatar anymore because the average NFT person is so obnoxious. I, if, if that, the guy I mentioned earlier, the Bitcoin Maxi at the bar, if he wasn't a Bitcoin Maxi, I would have probably been like, yeah, no, like I can't believe some of these things are going for this price. A lot of these things seem worthless to me, but because he was a maxi, it's like- You felt you needed to defend it. I and I, that- I find myself in the same position of like, I mean, NFTs are fun and they're yeah. like, you know, it's like, whatever, it's stupid, but it's kind of fun. Um, yeah. I like baseball kids as a car as a kid. And this seems like a cool. And it's yeah. Like yeah. Cool I love, I love story. baseball cards, you yeah. know? Um, and, and that's fun to be like top shot is to me still the best NFT. Cause it's like, that's the most fun to me. Um, but like, but I, you like, like you said, I feel the need to defend it to these no coiners because the, 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 this is the thing that rubs me the most wrong is just like people like, well, it's not worth anything. It's not backed by anything. I'm like, bro, your fucking money is not backed by anything either. Like (laughs) chill out, you know, the full faith and credit of the government. But yeah, other than that, yeah, I mean, which is just war, right? It's just, yeah. And like, and like, Oh, they can copy it. It's like, you don't think with modern technology, we can't copy a baseball card. Like you could clearly copy a baseball card. Like you have to. Get that's that's interesting. I've I've not thought about that. About um, of course you you can make a a modern baseball card mint. You could easily you could probably make it where it looks a little used if you had to. Like yeah, I I I wouldn't. It would not shock me if some of those are flying flying around and verified and they're completely fake. Didn't they just have one with the Pokemon cards and Jake Paul or whatever? It was a it was a fake box. Uh, I I read a book called The Card. It was about the Honus Wagner card, you know, the famous one. Sure, of course. Most people think that that it is either a fake or it's been heavily doctored. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. They think that they think that um, that's like the card. Yeah, they think that somewhere along the way, someone fixed it up because that there are other Honus Wagners that exist, but they're like mm-hmm. PSA twos. You or know, they're to- there's tore up, on torn the or or cut or whatever, and this yeah. one is like perfect. And, uh, you know, apparently it was right when PSA first started. So it was like a good story for them. And it was done like in a really clandestine way. Like no one was there when it got graded and all this stuff, um, which is just, you know, a little example of like. That's you know. interesting. Their, yeah. their other argument is this is right from Bitcoin standard. There's no utility to it. This is Peter Schiff, right? Yeah. No utility to it. No utility to it. There's no utility to Honus Wagner card. There's no utility Right, it's There's literally just, just to flex, dude. It's a it's because value is completely subjective and ebbs and flows on the same item. Like if you had ten bottles of water at yeah. the park on a hot day, like you'll give away a couple of them, but eventually you'll be like, I need some money. I'm not giving away. I'm hot. I want to drink these. But then someone's gonna give you a honey and you'll sell it, right? Yeah. And then it's your last bottle and you're like, I'm not selling this. I'm really thirsty. Like what about a thousand? Right? The same product in the same fifteen minute cycle can have vastly different prices yeah well you know people people make the argument about artificial scarcity but like most scarcity is artificial yeah sure that's yeah and this is a big difference too yeah between austrians and like mmt keynesians or even communists but yeah it's like i it's the maxis and the noir coiners they're 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 ridiculous and annoying and like then i'll defend nfts and everything else in between i'm just like it's baseball cards it's fun here i like the dows there's some cool things there that you could do with it you know other than that i'm not gonna like put my foot foot down 
Yeah. Like, I mean, imagine telling yourself five years ago when we were doing the ICO stuff that Jimmy Fallon would be talking about Ethereum on his show. You'd be like, no fucking way. Is he talking about this dorky thing that I do with my friends? That was pretty brutal, though. Did you watch? Oh, it was terrible. It was was awful. Yeah. It's like an example. It's like an example of why people don't like NFTs because it's super painful. That's actually a conspiracy theory you'd like, which is that. Uh, the CAA, that agency that represents all these guys, I they, read that they own a stake in OpenSea, which is I, why I, all these celebrities are doing the the, the board apes. I did read that, by honestly, I I'm not a big conspiracy guy, honestly, but um, in general, and uh, the the uh, I read that one, and I'm like, you know, but these guys, this is like that George Carlin bit where he was talking about, you know, because he, he was he he's like he he was a great leftist, by the way. Where, but he would oh, say yeah. like they don't they don't need to get in a smoke filled rooms and have these you know ah ha 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 meetings right where they're plotting our demise they have the same the same likes this they go to the same schools they marry each other like I kind of put it in that ballpark where it's just like all these people know each other and like they go to the same parties and they're like D-, you know what I mean like I could easily see it going where it's like I bought this stupid eight for two million dollars oh yeah oh let me see it that is kind of cool. You know, and I'm a yeah. funny guy, and this is a funny thing to do: waste two million dollars on a on a picture of a monkey. Like I could totally see that going. Like you're you're putting in a, you're putting in a lot of assumptions with a conspiracy theory like that. No, you're putting uh, in a lot of assumptions on most conspiracy theories, which is that anyone could ever keep a secret or that people could be that organized behind doors. Honestly, the one of the worst wool over my eyes moments is realizing that most conspiracy theories are uh, just alt right talking points that have been co-opted into a larger narrative and and they're all full of shit is kind of a bummer of a real that that was a but there a is real there is real government conspiracies that they've released like the cia documents and stuff oh like yeah that. mk, MK Ultra. So like, yeah yeah so it, do, it does happen i just have a problem with like the the big vast like globalist conspiracies because like if you, when you work for yeah the, the great the great reset dude don't you know well i mean like the because it's hard for me like this is what there's a lot of conspiracy li- theorists libertarians and this makes a lot of sense to me because like if you say the government can't do shit like how do you think they're going to put this together then like right. if they're so bad at everything then they're like wow and i think they are bad at almost everything like we couldn't we couldn't even run a hotel in springfield at the capitol like we had to sell it the yeah. state you know it's cheaper for the state to own a hotel because there's so many employees going from chicago and st louis and whatever over to springfield but they it was it became like a rat infested cockroach infested that is so bad that they had to sell it they can't even run a hotel. Do you think they're going to plan this global conspiracy? Like, um, so like for most, that's my default setting yeah. when I hear a conspiracy theory. It's like, I don't think they're comp- capable. Of, they're not capable of running a hotel. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I, I agree. I agree. But uh, most of the part with that, uh, let's, let's, uh, I don't know. Let, let's, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, yeah. I still love the X Files, though. Even though I, even though oh. I don't believe, even though I don't believe in in uh, widespread government conspiracies, I do yeah. still love the X Files. Fox That's Mulder would, Fox Mulder would have bought Bitcoin at thirteen cents, and he never would have sold. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, did you tweet? Did you tweet that yet? That no, but I should. That people is good. Are, people people seemed uh, they did not agree with my take that the X Files is the best show ever, but it really is. It really is so good. I haven't watched it in years, but I watched like almost every episode. Yeah, I, I love the X Files. There was there was good some good TV back then. Come to think of it, Fiat Fiat TV, dude. 
uh, our, our low time preference has, has ruined everything. Safadian would be on board with this. <laughs> you know, if we had more time, I wouldn't mind talking to Boba Fett with you too, but like, that would take, that'd be like a whole hour. Anyway, we can so. do, we can do that. We can do that later. Well, we can, we can do that and we can put it up on the, on the Patreon. The that's yeah. if people, if people want the star Wars stuff, they have to, they have to subscribe to the Patreon. All right, everyone. That was, uh, a lot of a lot of chatter um hope you all hope you all enjoyed it we'll be back next week i'm roman mars host of 99 invisible i'm excited to be teaming up with lexus gx and sirius xm on some very special 99 pi episodes we're heading to some of the cities in the u.s that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function to learn more about the lexus gx and sirius xm and lexus vehicles visit lexus.com gx and SiriusXM.com slash lexus trial the all-new lexus gx live up to it check out the 99 invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes with the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.